When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcast. Plus also as well, of course, inside sports, fantasy football. You wonder where we're at with Lakers Fast Break. We were recording ISFF, Magic Man, Sean Grace, and yes, Joe Soro. S words and all, we're on Inside Sports Fast Fantasy Football talking about NFL Week 14, NFL Week 14, and also as well, Justin Jefferson. Is he a viable return for you for your fantasy football team? We discussed that on this week's show, so go ahead and check it out. Plus also as well, of course, follow Joe when he's coming on. Don't worry, Joe's coming on. He's Oxide247 at LakersBall.com. Plus, Simblades is his company. Support Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. Also, as well, Magic Man Sean Grice. Want to thank him so much for supporting Magic Mind at MagicMind.com. If you're interested and think it's for you, I will give you the code one last time. Of course, it is Lakers20 for 20% off discount right there for you at, of course, like I said, MagicMind.com. Also, our good friends, Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet, go ahead and check them out at Lakerholics.com. And, of course, also as well, speaking of checking out, check out, of course, our good friends, John at the Lakers Corner, who said he wants to come back on. I can't believe it. Even with your shenanigans between you and Joe, you did not deter John from wanting to come back on the show. So he'll be back on this weekend coming right here <laughs> if we make it to the uh, NBA Cup, he said. So, yeah, I definitely would like right. to have him back. Check out my appearance on the Lakers Corner. Uh, that's available right now on YouTube. Plus, I believe he has a repeat of our show here that he's planning to go ahead and drop as well. Plus, also, go ahead and check out our good friends, the Larry Lakers Dribbling Chit Chat. Also, as well, go ahead and check out Lakers in 5, Empire Jeff TV. Glad he's feeling better and glad he's producing content out there. The John McCallion Channel and Daniel Berry Sports Highlights. And also, please subscribe today to us right here at the Lakers Fast Break or like and follow on Facebook to get the latest notifications on when we go live with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. Joe, it's there in the email. Sean is living proof it's there in the email. I'll send it to you again just to make sure. He's right there. It's like scroll down. Scroll down on your – I told you. As soon as we went – when he went there, what was the last words I told you before we went in there? He can't find the link. It's right there. I'll send another one, especially for you. But it is the Lakers fast too break. Much eggnog I, tonight. Yeah, he sounds like he's had too much too eggnog. But before we go on a real serious note, there was, uh, of course, a 
another mass shooting. Uh, it's actually close to home for me. Actually, just not a few. Uh, actually, just a few minutes away. And it was at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, UNLV, which uh, both my wife and my son have graduated from. Uh, and my, my daughter will be going to in the fall. So it's hitting us hard here in the Glassford household, but not any harder than any of the victims of this tragedy. So my thoughts are with the families uh, who are, are suffering right now because of the uh, mass shooting uh, at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas campus. So my thoughts and prayers from all of us here at the Lakers Fast Break are with you and uh, uh, Godspeed. And I'm just- What happened? Is that. it just some random piece of sh You know what? Uh, it probably, although when it comes to a school, we've seen situations before in the past where it's student and teachers, uh, you know, as far as it's concerned. Uh, we have not, I don't have any clear indication. The authorities have not released that kind of information yet, but- uh, you never know when it comes to a school shooting if it's something politically motivated or scholastically motivated uh, in that in that realm. So we've seen both in recent months. So my thoughts are with the people and uh, the entire UNLV collective. Uh, go Rebs. And uh, our thoughts are with you, with us from right here at the Lakers Fast Break. I also want to go ahead and uh, make sure everybody knows that we will be on tomorrow for a full day of programming right here at the Lakers Fast Break pregame. And then in the weird time that the game will be on, please note the Lakers game is scheduled for 6 p.m., a 6 p.m. Pacific start time. Uh, I The first game is at 2 p.m. start time, Pacific time. So I really don't know. They just really are, are – doing something weird with the times here so the lakers will be on tomorrow night uh, that'll be a tnt game the first game is on espn at 2 p.m pacific the tnt game for the lakers and the pelicans will be on at 6 p.m you can catch it with us on playback playback.tv slash lakers fast break i got a program remind me magic man i got a program that in there on playback uh, i will go schedule please yeah because i don't want to do it last minute because remember the one time we did it last minute and pay the price for it um but i will also say we're going to do a post game i may not be here for the post game because i'll also be doing live coverage of the pop culture cosmos for the game awards uh, but magic man and joe will definitely be here for your coverage of the semifinals for the post game right here at the lakers fast break and we'll see if we can get some other guys involved as well in my stead but i'm looking forward to a great contest i will be watching the game as well along with these guys along a playback i will have a tab open for that so i will be keeping an eye out and i know these guys will as well so please join the fun at playback.tv slash fast break it'd be great if we could just focus magic man and joe on the game at hand tomorrow but what did we hear and see in the media in sports all day today a lot of whining a lot of crying a lot of complaining, a lot of, oh, we got burned. Oh, oh, the Lakers got a gift. Blah, 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 blah. In regards to the timeout LeBron called as Austin Reeves was getting, well, mugged, for lack of a better term, in regards to those last seconds where he lost the ball because he got mugged. And LeBron was calling a timeout. Now, the NBA, I'm going to let Magic Man uh, go ahead and elaborate on that. And then also the fact that the Suns and Suns fans, respect to you, but the Suns fans should not be crying foul like we did when the Boston Celtics got a gift earlier in 2023. So we won't go there on that. But 
A good man is here today. It is the magic man, Sean Grice, the man man from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to explain to you why the Suns fans and the sports media should not be griping today in regards to last night's timeout call. So, Magic Man, I take a timeout with you so that you can explain why the Lakers did not gift it, get a gift. And then it was a fair timeout call because, you know, Tarvin Ham won't call it by LeBron James. Uh, yes, Gerald. First of all, not everybody on the Western civilization has 75 foot or 100 foot TVs. So I, I, I really don't understand. TNT's idea to do a long a long shot um during an important phase of a game because that that completely changed every, a, a lot of perspective there. Look, I get it. I get it if you're you're trying to be like uh, Robert Redford in 3 days of the Condor, Scorsese and Departing one that long shot, but I didn't see Booker fouling Austin Reeves uh, blow blow his uh, kneecaps there, Gerald. Uh, TNT did a very poor job on that explanation. And, of course, what happened was Reggie Miller ended up running wild with it rather than seeing subsequent angles that showed what actually happened, and that is that Devin Booker fouled Austin Reeves prior to the ball coming loose so the last two minute report was a complete sham uh it had three corrections uh one was lebron was fouled on his driving layup by kevin durant drilled and that should have been kevin durant's sixth foul and he should have been out of the game they also ruled that ad ad's block on yusuf nurkic was legal and he shouldn't have been called for a foul and it was Nurkic who should have been called for uh the foul and the third and the cream de la creme was that Austin Reeves got fouled by Devin Booker and it shouldn't have even come to um LeBron having to call a timeout to uh retain possession and they even they even ruled that it was a legal it was a legal timeout as well Gerald so it, all in all, it was a really shoddy uh, work put in by these refs. Um, Joe put it succinctly uh, in a messenger uh, message that I can't repeat, but it's basically do your do your job rather than having to be corrected all the time. Like just do your job, and I couldn't agree more. And although we were on the the winning side of this one, Gerald, it just it just goes to show how how poor sometimes these these three people put together just call balls and strikes, call call it within the lines, and they got to make everything harder and more subjective. As Joe said in the previous pod, objectivity. That's what the rule book is. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice, along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Also here today, a good man indeed, in honor of Norman Lear, it's our own meathead, the guy behind LakersBall.com's Oxide T47, and of course, Simblades, Simblades with the Y.com. It is Joe Soro. Joe, good to have you here. 
your thoughts. You were actually very adamant uh, last night about the call right away, saying the guy was basically mugged, uh, being Austin Reeves. And still to this day, people are just ignoring it. The media is just ignoring the fact that he was absolutely needed to have his wallet checked after that or needed to file a police report the way he was mugged because everybody's focusing on, oh, he didn't have the control of the ball at the time LeBron called timeout. Who are the media these days? We can is be there, is there really a media anymore? Can they be concerned? It's kind of like calling Hollywood, Hollywood. Hollywood really died about 45 years ago when the Xanax and the mayors sold to the corporations. That's when Hollywood ended, but we still call Hollywood Hollywood because there's a sign on the mountain. Media people are not really media people anymore. Media has always gone under people's skin, don't get me wrong, but these media people are not really media people. They're social, they're, they're social media media people. They're, they're, they can't wait to post something on Twitter so they can get followers and clicks so they can make their little money over there basically trying to come out first, right? Isn't that what it is? The TMZ trash hole of, of society, that's what they've turned into. So with that, uh, there's a picture that you have posted on our show tonight. That should show you enough on what happened in that sequence. He got mugged. You could That's how you would mug someone in real life, stealing a purse, stealing a wallet. They mugged him. They should have called a foul immediately. As a matter of fact, Booker front-ended him out of, out of, out of position. Like he hit hip check them in a way and no call. So call the damn foul that he was trying to create. And we don't have this problem, but we have a commissioner that refuses to admit that he is championing numbskulls worse now than even years ago when they still sucked. I don't know what his deal is. I don't know why this, delusion that continues to just fester in society seems to fester in common sense areas you don't need to degrade your referees publicly how about do it behind the scenes you don't see someone that's successful and in a leadership position let's use again nick saban as an example you don't see nick saban rip apart his players not in in that setting he'll get angry at them during the game and things like that, probably worse uh, behind the scenes in the locker room, things like that. But, and that's where it belongs. I'm not asking Adam Silver to 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 say we screwed up. I don't. That that part always made me laugh. Oh well, we made mistakes. Sorry. Well, you know what? You can take your mistakes. You can put it where the sun don't shine. That doesn't do anything for us right now. How about maybe add another ref or maybe do some kind of LASIK surgery on some of these people's eyes, something where can they have some common sense and know that this guy's going to get fouled. You're good at calling non-continuation fouls when they're continuation, right? You're so keen on that freaking call, but you're not keen on the fact that Phoenix had to foul and yet you're sitting there jerking it on the other side of the court. Where was the, where's the, where were the other two refs dancing on the other side? You know, the ball's going to be put, 
brought in in the front, can you can you? you there should be at least one other person who can see it. Yeah. Left, okay, you have you have four corners of a court. I'm I'm just going by symmetry at this point. I do that a lot in my business, by the way. Symmetry is key. Symmetry matters. Uh, bring a fourth ref if you have to. Can you do that? And then maybe you might have another set of eyes that might be able to help. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, people. I don't. Unless you guys are trying to scam, unless you're trying to fix the games. That rumor's been around for a long time. You did. We did catch one of your schleps, David Stern, one of David Stern's schleppers, cheating, and and some of his minions in there. Okay. So what is it? I don't understand what what's going on other than the fact that if I start smelling something that stinks, I'm gonna assume it's crap at some point that you are avoiding something you're not cleaning it up why are you leaving it there well and and joe it's 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 also like like you raised uh you raised a fantastic point there you know the whole point of self-reporting at your job is so you don't repeat those same mistakes but they keep happening over and over again and joe's right by continually vomiting out these mistakes that you've made doesn't really look like you're correcting them just looks like it's a it's a continuous loop of nausea vomit nausea am i wrong here joe no you're not wrong and the fact that eric lewis had retired and no one cared the media cares now after this particular incident, how about you care about why this guy self-retired after what happened? I'll, I, maybe you might find your answer on why these games go the way they go. Is and, the game and, too fast yeah. for them? Is, is it too fast for them? Okay, fine. You guys have all this technology. You have billions of dollars at your disposal. How about running some tests? You know, it took the NFL – what, how many years to finally, because they had to pay out, right? And that payout was garbage. I think each guy got like 20 grand. That's one MRI and you're gone. Like that money's yeah. gone. Like, you know, this is the part where we are, none of our hands are clean and our hands are not clean. We're the problem. You, me, Sean, like the NBA community is a problem because we're not holding Adam Silver and the NBA accountable by not watching. We keep watching. So until you stop watching, he's not going to care. So I don't know what else to do. Yell, yell. We're yelling at this point and complaining out of pure uh, frustration and entertainment. But it's not solving any issues. In the real world, that wouldn't be the case. In the real world, in, in business, that doesn't. it's not how it works. It only works in sports because sports has found the get-out-of-jail-free card for life. People are going to watch it. People are going to go to the games. And even when they weren't going to the games physically, they were still watching and they still, they had a little bit of a drop, but as soon as the following year came in where they could go back, those numbers went up. That, so, that, yeah. that, 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 that's all, that's all well and good. And I, I can't really disagree with that, but why do I know your goddamn name? Eric Lewis, Tim Donahue. Walt it's, Coleman, it's, why do I know your name? If you were doing a really good job, Gerald, I wouldn't know your name. Because you'd be so objective that nobody would really have to look you up to wonder how the hell you got to where you got to. 
So that I mean, I understand where Joe's coming from in that sense, but it's also accountability for Monty McCutcheon and Adam Silver to get together and realize that somebody's head's gonna roll eventually if if there's a problem. And Gerald Monty McCutcheon was a really good referee. Yes, he, was he was a really good NBA referee. And I thought they 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 took him out and they put him in that spot because they needed real leadership. And that's who I'm looking to right now, not Silver. It's him because he was a really good ref. And I'm sure – and I've heard him um, on – I believe it's SI's with um, – be, is Sam Emick still with SI, Gerald, or did he I, move on? I think he had moved on by then. Okay. Yeah, I remember – This is with the USA Today. Is he? Okay. I remember he had Monty on, and Monty was frustrated about the the level of attention negatively – for the most part, that the NBA refs received last year. So this is a point of contention that the NBA is dealing with. And well, I, Joe's right in a sense that a lot of the times fans or, or consumers of a certain product um, become immersed or engrossed. And oftentimes there can kind of be a paralysis of um, – of, by analysis so to speak but the fact is is that the product the product isn't good when the refereeing is poor and they got to fix that and that's that's really on them as fans we can't really fix the officials problems for them we're not officials we're fans so that's that's really that is an nba problem it's not an it's not a it's not a an m problem it's not a me problem it's not that it's not a Gerald problem. It's not a Joe problem. That's an NBA problem. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice, and Joe Soro, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We're talking the Lakers controversy. And, Ger- and Gerald, that's another timeout yeah. is still in question. Go ahead, my yeah. friend. I was just going to say, Gerald, and you want consistency, right? And we didn't receive that yesterday. It seemed like the Suns were on the benefit of the more How many physical, times did they physical push play. Yeah, it seems like they were more on the 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 benefit of the physical play rather than when the Lakers were um, trying to initiate physicality. It, it, it wasn't the same, so I'm, that's another problem that that exists, right? If it's not consistent, that helps dilute the product as well. Cool, bro. No, I won't ask him to do that. If he wants to look it up, he can on his own leisure at own time if he so chooses to. But no, I'm not going to force magic man to learn the legend of the mythosaurs in the star wars saga and ask him to rewatch the entire mandalorian series but mm. yes that's always up to him if he chooses to do so because it is not required viewing it is if you want to view it but it's joe let me extra credit 
Uh, it's up to you. Cool bro is uh, just, I'm sure he's just joking in that sense. But yes, uh, <laughs> the ardent Star Wars fan that he is. But Joe, let me ask you this when it comes to, but let's, we'll finish off this Phoenix conversation right here and right now. Because again, you know, I only, only want to touch on it because people seem to be sore over it. And I think a lot of it comes right down to the Lakers when it comes right down to it. When, when those rare times something goes our way down the stretch, and any type of conceivably, possibly controversial call goes our way. The rest of the sports world or sports fans out there go absolutely ballistic that we got anything to go in our favor. Then the here comes all, oh, the Lake, it's got the league's got it fixed for the Lakers to win the NBA Cup, blah, 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 blah. You hear this all the time. It's just like so old. I don't, just so tired of hearing it because it's, it's, it's so not the excuse. The Lakers have played well in all their NBA Cup games. They came out strong in that first quarter. That's the thing that gets uh, out of all the stuff that's been blown over in, in regards to this, this timeout call, Joe. They are forgetting that the Lakers came out so strong and looked so dominant in that first quarter. Folks, do you have any idea how easy it is to not go on social media or watch post-game stuff? Oh, I'd love for them to watch post-game stuff because that's us. I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about the game, post-game stuff. Come on, work with me here. You don't have to listen to that garbage. So I don't I didn't even know that was going on until you told me today. Listening oh, yeah. to... Oh, two dozen articles. Were listening, like listening to today's post, pre, during talent is about as useful to me as walking outside and yelling at the sky. Ever tried doing that? It's useless. Go out one day, yell at the sky, and see what happens. It's the same thing. Not gonna, not, nothing gonna happen. That's that's the worth that these this talent is. I had to listen to Rich Eisen today. Yap. And his kiss ass. And I like Rich Eisen in terms of his show. I think he has really good guests. But the fact that you cannot argue with someone who knows and watches something. I have seen every Mike Tomlin coached game. Every single one. Yet we have someone as prominent as Rich Eisen going on to his soapbox and telling us we don't know what we're talking about. So now let's put that into the basketball media area. We've missed, I've missed one game in I don't know how long <laughs> of the Lakers. What the F are you going to tell me about the Lakers? What are you going to tell me about the NBA? What? You're lucky I work for a living. Otherwise, you'd have you have like a 0.5% chance of getting me. You'd have negative 0.5 if I had time to really watch the NBA. But I pay attention enough, and I'm there enough. Yeah, at some point, when you're watching something for 33 years, you can kind of see some things before, you know, without actually Certain things get seep in. It's going to seep in. You don't need to watch an entire an entire game to know what's going on because I've seen Doncic play at least 15 to 20 times. If I find out he's got a triple double in the first half only, I kind of got a good idea on what happened. Okay. 
I kind of have a pretty good idea on what happened. Uh, Sean used a really good example. I know I keep throwing football on here because we just got off the pop culture cosmos. Um, he mentioned Ben Johnson. When I when I say Ben Johnson, people, if anybody knows anything about that about sports, they're gonna think Ben Johnson, nineteen eighty eight, right? No one knows who the hell Ben Johnson is except the people in Detroit and obviously the NFL community. So as soon as he said, would you think that Ben Johnson would be a good coach in Pittsburgh? I said, absolutely. Now, I haven't seen every Detroit game, obviously. I've seen maybe two from beginning to end just because I have family that are Lions fans. And then I've seen bits and pieces on Red Zone and things like that. But let me just put it this way to make it easy for the audience. The fact that Jared Goff is going to be getting a $200 million contract should tell you how good that guy is. Dan Campbell may have been of tight end, but he's not an offensive wizard. Ben Johnson is very good. And yes, I wish we could switch. Trade Tomlin to Washington or Carolina. Let him last there for two years before they fire him and bring in somebody that's actually with it right now and actually has a system that can adapt and adjust, which is what we have a problem with, with Darvin Ham. And there's a picture of Darvin Ham while LeBron is calling timeout like this. I knew he'd Go bring look that at up. It. I knew Go he'd bring that up. Go look at it. I knew he'd bring it up. Okay? Go look at it. That, that is right, the coach the of the L.A. Lakers. LeBron doing this. Because his team is up, you know what, Creek. And the other guy, the guy's supposed to be the coach. <sighs> How about we pay attention to stuff that matters, folks? Instead of regurgitating the same BS over and over again, you're not going to do anything about it. The media isn't going to demand Adam Silver to get better refs or get a fourth one. And the coaches aren't doing anything. The competition committee ain't doing anything. The GMs are not doing anything. The players, as long as they're getting paid, they're not doing anything. The players are the biggest sellouts in all this. Because the second something comes up where they say, you're going to sacrifice money to get what you want, they say, screw what we want. We want the money. So, Eat it, sleep in it, Devin Booker. You all had a chance last year. You had to change executive directors. I didn't even know who the hell the executive director was. That's how puzzled I was. I thought it was still Michelle Roberts. You guys didn't even negotiate. And now you're complaining? Oh, my God. Roger Goodell has too much power. You had a chance in 2011 to bury that piece of crap. And then this year for the NBA, we were thinking, man, they were going to do some tough negotiations. Dude, it didn't last one hour. Oh, no, no, sign the deal. Sign the deal. We want our money. Okay, you want your money then? Guess what, guys? Sit down. You already agreed to this. You got a problem? Now you're going to have to wait, what, five years for the next one? And some of you don't even give a crap. You'll still sign that same deal anyways. So that's where we're at, guys. Where's your principles when money isn't involved? Almost the entire world are sellouts to money. And if you ever want to know the core issue of why things don't work, it's that. You can blame it on religion. 
could blame it on race, could blame it on this country, that country, this thing, this, that. It comes down to almost every human being on this planet will sell out. The NBA players sold out, get their money, and now we've got worse refs this year than we even had last year, which was pretty bad already. You had a chance to do something, nobody didn't do anything. Once again, it is the Lakers fan. Now you want the media to come out and do it so they can tweet. Oh, my God, look at this picture. It's funny how they, they show a picture of that and not the picture you posted, Gerald. Dude, he's getting mugged. Like, literally mugged. Like, he's like, like he got hit by two guys. And you could see flesh on flesh while the ball's in his hand. Like, what? Show that picture. They they made they took a picture of that. They got a picture of that, but they didn't get a picture of the windmill layup that LeBron that you wanted me to get. I could not find anywhere online, but they got a picture yeah. of that, Joe. Yeah, I still haven't found that. And to quote to again, rest in peace, Norman Lear. What a life! Just a to quote Archie, just a bunch of dingbats. The the common sense factor in this seat here, I, I understand that these guys are still human. We can't be unreasonable also. Maybe they didn't see it. Maybe this particular time they didn't see the windmill foul, right? Okay, I'll buy that. But don't you think as an official, three officials, why are you back? Why were two of the refs over there? You're not going to call a foul on some random guard sitting at the three-point line on the other side of the court. You know they're going to try to foul Reeves right there on the other side. Where are the other refs to set up so that they can see? As soon as he gets fouled, you call a foul. Instead, they had that Yahoo on the other side of the half-court area where he didn't see Austin Reeves likely get hit. And then now, the common sense decisions is what i'm looking at if the ref is on another on the other side and he didn't see a foul that's one thing if you're right there and i can see you're looking at the play and you don't call a foul or you can see that there wasn't a foul then what the hell what's wrong with you if you can't pay attention you're not focused enough then you shouldn't be be should be a ref eric lewis was right there when lebron got hit it was there I saw it from my living room. How the hell did I see it from my living room on the other side? And you're right there. And then you retire four months later. And no one asks a question. No one says anything. No one calls up Adam Silver. Adam, what's going on here, man? Why did this guy retire? Oh, we're just gonna we're just gonna put it in a file cabinet in the 14th floor. The corner hall. I, I, I'm going to say this again, and I'm going to keep saying it. I, ha, I I get asked by my cousins and people that are close to me, Joe, you know about this damn stuff. How the hell are you not throwing some bets? Man, you could kill this thing if you did it, even part-time. I said, guys, I hate gambling. Gambling ruins everything. Gambling is a disgusting habit. I don't want to make money that way, and I'd be a hypocrite if I did it because it causes problems for the sports. It always has. 
it might not be as bad as it was back in the day. A lot of these guys that get paid 60, 50, 40, 30 million dollars a year, they're not going to risk likely more and more now. But what about the guy that's what about the guy that's let's say a nine, ten guy that's getting the minimum? You never know, right? I don't I just don't like it. I don't like that culture. I don't like dirty stuff. I don't like dirty stuff. Dirty stuff is just it, it, it always seeps in somewhere where it, it doesn't belong. I don't like it. And I just, we're, it, it kills me that this is the only forum I can't control. Well, actually, I can't control it, but I could just stop watching. I can't control it. But I love the Lakers, I love the Steelers, and I love the Dodgers too much to stop watching. If those guys all left town or defunct, then it'd be a lot easier for me to stop watching the game. It would. Honest to God, I, that's the only way it could stop. Sean, uh, you wanted to bring something in here. You sent it to me earlier today, and I thought it was very apropos. And this will be the last thing we touch on in regards to this timeout before we head out. But it goes into a lot of the criticisms we have of Darwin, a.k.a. Pockets Ham. Is that correct? Yes, Gerald. Uh, I, I sent it to... Uh to all of my colleagues on Lakers fast break. And uh, yeah, it's uh, what Joe described is exactly what you see. Um, Austin Reeves is getting mugged. LeBron is um, soundly trying to call timeout Joe, because we know uh, the last time a WTF situation happened with LeBron on the court and J.R. Smith, LeBron is now just, conditioned to call timeout before it gets out of control. And unfortunately, Darvin Ham is, I don't know where he's looking, but he's looking out in the space with his hands in his pockets, as Joe described, not calling timeout. And as, as good as we are playing now, and I believe we will continue to play better, unfortunately, we still have Darvin Ham and that is exemplary of why it's it's it why we constantly critique him. So it's just something that's there, Magic Man. It's just something that you see the inactivities. He's looks like he almost does. He have his hand in his pockets in that shot. Yes, he does. There you go, pockets indeed. Joe, when you see that, and when Johnson do that earlier today. Nobody in our crew, nobody that Sean sent this to is surprised. Even Rodell sent an email to us saying that he is starting to lose faith in Ham and would rather have Vogel on the sidelines, Joe. It's, it's going to be a problem if there's a tight series in the playoffs. The Lakers That's what can, I'm worried about. The Lakers can get away with this during the regular season. And for LeBron's situation, if he wins, if he wins a title, let's say, with Darvin Ham, Frank Vogel, you have two with Spolstra, one with uh, Ty, Ty Lu. You know that plays a factor in the greatest of all time arena. I, I still, I still say, look, Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player I've ever seen. LeBron is getting to that point where he's his accomplishments are getting so astronomical that you can't help but not at least have an argument. 
But geez, if he gets Darvin Ham a championship, that 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 little that that spot starts to really get to the point where LeBron is sitting right next to MJ, despite the fact that I believe MJ is physically better than him in basketball. It's a, it's just, it's unfortunate though, uh, because you didn't have to get rid of Vogel. Vogel did. Vogel had shown even before uh, being a Laker coach that he had a skill set. And LeBron is the Peyton Manning of the NBA. You can run a LeBron-esque offense and win. He, he did it three times before he won in L.A. And Vogel handled the defense. Very similar to kind of how you have a defensive-minded football coach and Peyton Manning i.e. Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning because he really didn't have to worry about the the offensive side because he knew he had Peyton Manning. The problem, though, is still there, and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, and, Sean, we talked about this. I, You know, Tony Dungy was an overrated head coach. Uh, he became a Hall of Famer. Uh, in my book, Hall of Famers – need to do a little more than what, what Tony Dungy did. And he had a lot of too many games where he didn't win where he was supposed to win. And you can't be great in my book unless you win the ones you're supposed to. The reason why Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal aren't sitting on their one spot, like especially Shaq. If Shaq wins in 95 and wins in 04 and is 6-0 in the finals with likely five MVPs in the finals – you could legitimately say he was the best center of all time at that point. Forget about the dominant thing. So it comes down to those moments. Why is Michael Jordan in the number one spot? Because at the at the moment at, in those moments, he never failed. Everyone else failed. Everyone else failed. He was the only one that didn't. And it's the same situation here. You just I don't know. I don't know where to I I, I we're going to have to ride this thing and see what happens. There's no other way to, to go with it. Uh, but they're going to, if they were to win it all, they would have to win it all despite Darvin Ham. And, and just for the record, the, one of the big reasons why tomorrow's game is going to be a ratings boon, Gerald, is because the Lakers are involved and we're not going to be able to wear the black jerseys. You've deferred, you've deferred that to the, Orleans Pelicans. You know, Gerald, 19 out of the 30 teams in the NBA uh, use some kind of either alternative or third jersey that's black. So this is bound to happen. Now, it's really interesting that this court is god-awful red and blue, and you're going to have the gold Lakers uniform with the black Pelicans uniform. They're not Gerald, happy my, about that. My eyes are going to be, I, I'm go, seriously going to need a, a full eight hours of sleep after watching that for about three I hours. I might need LASIK surgery after that. I'm telling you, Magic Man, this this whole NBA Cup is being sponsored secretly by Highlighter. I'm just telling you about it. <laughs> it just, I but, think you're right, Gerald. Uh, you know, it's... The Lakers should. That's they're also mad because they cannot wear the black uniforms. Uh, I'm assuming because they're undefeated in them. So yeah, I think that's, of course. That's why they want to go ahead and 
Yeah. So that's the first thing. If they lose tomorrow, that's the first thing we're going to say. It's the gold uniforms. You know, the well, traditional and, and, gold uniforms. Can't have those on. <laughs> and technically speaking, Gerald, since we're the since we're the number one seed, it's all, it's technically a home game for the Lakers. And normal normally a home team gets uh, the deference on what kind of uniforms they want to wear. I guess in this instance, the NBA's blocking the Lakers from wearing those black wrong. uniforms, that's and it, wrong. yeah, it's really it's grease ball. It really is. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro on the Magic Man Sean Grice, and it's Goodfellas grease ball. Yes, it is Goodfellas grease ball indeed. And along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. So the game is tomorrow, six p.m. on TNT live from the t-mobile arena in las vegas nevada again our thoughts and prayers are with those affected by the tragedy from earlier today and uh truly appreciate any support that they can give out there for for all those uh, affected there at unlv but joe getting into the game tomorrow it is uh, going to be a healthy which is something that's different or pretty much healthy new orleans pelicans against the pretty much healthy Los Angeles Lakers. What are your thoughts going into a game that both teams, because they're injuries or because of just fits, things of that nature, they're very similar in the way that their seasons have gone so far, Joe. Hmm. How do I explain this? You usually Sorry. can. That was such a dramatic pause. <laughs> What are we talking about here, Gerald, really? Talking about a matchup for the NBA semifinals in the <laughs> NBA Cup, you know, mm -hmm. all that. Wonderful in-season trip. But it is a, actually does count as a regular season game. And the Lakers, in order to stay where they're at in the Western Conference and Pacific Division, need to win this game. I, I, I find it hilarious that this thing is we're, – we're falling – we're being lulled by this being something mean of, meaningful. It's not. It's it's. I'm I'm. Ex I was excited about the Lakers beating Phoenix for the third time, not because they're going to the semifinals. And thoughts of beating New Orleans is to again get another win and have a better record. I'm not. I, this 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 tournament is stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. I like the. The pageantry of it, to some degree, it is kind of cool. But the Laker fan base was dead last night. And they that was a freaking awesome game. And they were dead. The celebrities that were there back in the day, yes, the expensive seats usually mean that they're not going to be ruckus, but... I used to watch Andy Garcia and Denzel Washington and Jack Nicholson and the program guy. Those guys got up and did stuff. And I could see how that could inspire people around them to do the same because they're looking at these movie stars and famous people doing what they're doing, right? They, they would get involved and it would, but it was dead last night. I was pretty disappointed. And it's been like that probably because I know LeBron James isn't the most, 
endearing guy for LA. It never he never really was accepted from the beginning, and I don't really see him being as accepted even now. I, I just don't think his personality fits the LA culture, which is odd because from a political standpoint, they're they're dead on. But from an emotional standpoint, and usually that's different in a lot of people's situations. I've noticed that I've, I've seen people make decisions in, in business versus their emotions, and they're usually exclusive. But LeBron doesn't have the same impact that Kobe Bryant or Magic Johnson had. Heck, even the 90s team. The 90s team, like Nikki V, Eddie Jones. Think about it for a second. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Jones was the hardworking team grunge guy. Like people in LA can identify with that. Then you have the flashy Nikki V who's just smooth and quick. You got that personality too, very Hollywood. LeBron, as talented as he is, doesn't bring, it's not LA. It wasn't even Miami. And I don't even know if it's Cleveland either. I think LeBron is his own planet. He doesn't really identify with anything in my book in terms of his personality. He's just uh, a guy who plays basketball. And usually that plays a factor in the story of the game, the story of a matchup, Zion versus LeBron. You're not hearing any of that. Brandon Ingram versus LeBron, that, that's not going to do anything. So what is it? There used to be this two giants facing each other. We're not getting that. People in New Orleans, do they really care about the Pelicans? I know I've talked to people from Baton Rouge. They don't, they don't even know basketball exists over there in a lot of ways. <laughs> Magic man. Uh, Just so, eat the damn orange, Joe. Just so eat we, the damn so, orange. So in conclusion, I want the Lakers to win tomorrow so that they have another win in the, in the column. And as, if they're going to go to the finals – might as well win that because why not? Winning is better than losing. Even if it means winning some WNBA trophy in the middle of the season for some weird reason. <laughs> Again, for me, it's all about the game tomorrow, Sean. I'm, the NBA Cup, since it's not an actual game, I just don't want LeBron to get hurt, but I could care less about the outcome. Yeah, and and if we do win it, that goes in a separate it, it's great if we, Gerald. Yeah, exactly. It just goes behind the desk. You know, yeah, right there, exactly. In but uh, you know, if they do win it, great. You know, uh, I'm not really just like invested. All I care about is winning tomorrow's game, Magic Man, because that's an actual regular season game that counts in the standings. With the Lakers leading the Pacific Division now, starting to put some and games together. You'd have together. the second second most wins in the West, Joe. Yes, that's what's more important to me. And I apologize if the NBA Cup and 500K I will never see is not important to me. If they win, that's great, but I don't want LeBron or AD or any one of the Lakers to get hurt if they were to make it to the NBA Cup, that final game, because it doesn't count in the standings, Magic Man. So just like Cool Bro's passionate about, you know, what he was talking about and his opinion is greatly appreciated on this, even if it differs from others that are very passionate about their sports and whatnot. I still think right now, when it comes to the NBA Cup, some people are very passionate about it. These guys are going to go in there. They're very passionate about winning that extra 500K. That's great. But Magic Man, again, for me, it's all about this season ultimately winning a championship first and foremost. Yeah, 100% drilled. And I mean, let's face it, three out of these. They don't say no one's getting hurt. 
don't three, say that. Three, three out of three out of the four teams here are of the small um smallest probably markets in the NBA. Probably outside of Oklahoma City, that it's probably Milwaukee, Sacramento, Indiana, and uh, New Orleans. So I, I I'm not sure how how well this is going to go over in New Orleans, but I, I do know this much, Gerald. There there was a lot of excitement in the, Indiana regarding this because again, I, I'm not down with it. I'm with you, gentlemen, and. You know how I follow Gerald and Joe, me and Joe have talked about this. I would just like if the NBA wants to bring back a, a dog and pony show, but the regular season um, having more value as far as a, a product to present to casuals. How about bring back winning your division, making that something that's tangible again. Instead, they've gone this route. They're incorporating something gimmicky. Just got to roll with it. Eat the damn orange. Uh, I will say this, though, Gerald. Uh, it's not going to be an easy test. Um, New Orleans offensively is a well-oiled machine, especially when it comes to the health of C.J. McCollum. As long as he is healthy, that offense is usually either uh, above average to great. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of defense – uh, Ham ha- um, ex- tries to exploit on Thursday. I mean, for God's sakes, are we going to see Torian Prince on Zion? Is he just going to think that that that's that's going to be a recipe? I had suggested Rui. Yeah, Rui. Rui's the best option for Zion. Now, Gerald, can we see less of Torian Prince, please? Like, the lesser, the better, because one, uh, even one... Rodell says he wants to see less of Prince. He was really bad in remember, that fourth quarter. You remember, really bad. You remember uh, Vogel had this affinity for Avery Bradley. That's why he's the new Avery Bradley. That's yeah, why we call him. Bradley. There's always one, it seems. Uh, I, there was a lot of times where Phil Jackson was getting a lot of flack for continuing to play Fisher, Derek Fisher, towards the end. And finally, the the uh, Laker brass is like, we're trading Derek here at the, dread, the deadline. Uh, so there's always one. There's always one. Really bad player, <clears throat> Christian Wood. And then there's always one guy that we don't want to see that we continue to see. And and Gerald, for God's sakes, when when Ingram and Zion are on the floor together, you have to have one of AD or LeBron on the court. What the hell was him thinking last night by not having LeBron and or AD on the court when Booker and KD were out there? Or D'Lo as your ball handler slash guy who can hit free throws for you. That's absolutely mm-hmm. just mm, 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 right those, there. Yep. Those two were, you know, of, of all the good things that happened last night, yeah, those two left myself and Gerald and Joe puzzled. What are you to, doing? To Zang, those Zanger signs saying that Dennis uh, is was her prince uh, last year as far as from Darvin Ham, as far as the mm-hmm. Avery Bradley is concerned. So, he did oh, like yeah, to play was, Dennis, but was. I think Dennis gave us a little bit more production and a lot little less frustration. He gave us frustration, but a little less than what Prince is doing. I think Dennis gave us a little bit more from time to time on a consistent basis on both ends of the spectrum for us. Yeah, it, it's it De- Dennis. I mean, there's not, a reason why he got the contract he did with Toronto Magic Man. Dennis, 
Dennis's energy was very kinetic, Gerald, but it was steady. Prince is just erratic on both ends. There were some times Dennis made you scratch your head, mm-hmm. but he did play pretty good defense at times for us. And at times he was able to go ahead and, and do the offense. Now, well enough, I didn't say he did it great, but he, you know, I, I don't have that really harsh opinion on him as I would Torian Prince at this point in time, like the whole crew out there, our greatest chat room that's out there, the Lakers fast break, the guys, the emails, the things that we get. I, I can't defend Prince. Like I could defend Dennis Schroeder a little bit more last season, Joe, than I can defend Prince this time around. I, 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 there should be no reason to have him create off the dribble as much as he does. I don't, that's the part I don't understand. If he's missing shots and getting burned, okay, but why is he making decisions to shoot the ball three or four times a game? That's, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Like, I didn't, does Darvin Hand know how to coach? Yeah. We've been told that. We've been told that. How does that happen? How are you standing there with a dumb look on your face in a crucial moment in the game? Just I I I can't figure out you you got these smart people like Rob Palinka. You keep telling me these people are smart. Why are they smart? Because they're millionaires? What is smart? What's smart? Rob Palenka was an agent for, what, 30 years? He's a lawyer, right? Is he a lawyer a by trade, that's right. Is he a good yeah. GM? Does that mean you're a good GM? It's just like when a biologist meets an anthropologist. Just because they have the same uh, suffix doesn't mean that they're going to know what the other one is doing, right? Well, I'm getting to the point. Yeah, no, where... no. I mean, if if you hold, held up a dinosaur bone to a biologist, they wouldn't know what they're looking at. We got a lot of that during this situation in 2020, right? Well, you guys aren't infectious disease doctors, right? Okay. Good point. But I do know my body. I do know my body. That's my retort, right? That's something you know. Versus what they say you're supposed to know, but I don't. I don't. I, 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 the only thing I can do is I can put myself in this position. If I'm Rob Palinka, I'm going. What are you doing to Darvin Ham? Like what? What's going on with this? Look, what's going on in your mind? Because it doesn't look good. That's a good one, Asher. Yeah, that's a good one, Asher. <laughs> And that's why that show was great. Although I couldn't watch the show. I, I cannot stand Jerry Seinfeld's voice. Him and Larry David. They have my, my my sister begs me to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I said, I tried. I cannot listen to Larry David's voice. I want to end humanity when I listen to their voice. I can't. It, I can't concentrate. It's like listening to the country music. Too nasally for you? Oh, my God. Oh, the whininess and the nasalness. Jeez. It's like you have such good content, but I can't get past it. So anyway, 
I, I just like how we can't get past the fact that your head coach of the LA Lakers is sitting there like this. Even Phil Jackson got up every few few times and said something to the ref, berated a player. Him told and Bill Chris, told, told Chris Rock to sit, shut the, stop talking to Kobe. That telling Matt Damon and I think it was Mark Wahlberg to shut the f up too. <laughs> or was it Ben Affleck? No, you're right, Gerald. It was Mark Wahlberg, from what I heard. It was Joe's right, Gerald. It was Mark Wahlberg. Okay, because those Boston Uh, guys usually stick together. That's why. But I I mean, Dan Tony. He yelled at Dan Tony for Dan Tony getting mad at him for calling a timeout. I think it was supposed to be a. It's supposed to be a required timeout. But I don't know if Dan Tony knew that. Him telling Chris Rock to shut the f up, with Kobe just, just. Kobe wasn't even hearing him. He didn't even hear Chris Rock. That's the funny thing about it. Like, he wasn't even listening to him. And Phil Jackson still had still had the foresight to tell the funniest guy on the planet to just sit there and shut the up. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. So I ask you guys, as we head on out here, once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. Truly appreciate you joining us. It is, of course, again, tomorrow, the semifinals here in Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. Uh, 2 p.m. is the Indiana Pacers and the Milwaukee Bucks. That's Pacific Standard Time. And 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on TNT is the Lakers and the New Orleans Pelicans. Please go ahead and follow along with us on playback.tv slash Break. We'll have a pregame, of course, playback, and the postgame. PPP right there for you. Before we head on out, Magic Man, your thoughts. The Lakers showcased what they can do defensively and create so much havoc and so many turnovers. Ten turnovers in one quarter is an astounding, astounding feat. When it comes to what the Lakers did, again, you had the best statistic of, of all as far as what we saw and what and for 700 games or something like that. Can you elaborate on that before we had an out? Yeah, Gerald. So uh, uh, as far back as uh, um, Elias Sports goes, there, there was a stat that said over the past 700 uh, NBA games, no team who shot less than 15% uh, less than their opponent as far as effective field goal percentage is concerned was able to win. So the Lakers are the first team in 700 games to have an effective field goal percentage of 15% or more and win a game. You know, that's like finding a four leaf clover when you're blind, Gerald. Absolutely. So what can the Lakers do to repeat that kind of defensive performance? Because it wasn't necessarily contesting of shots because Phoenix shot very well. It was the turnovers. That was a big key. What can the Lakers do to go ahead to a team 
in New Orleans that is susceptible to turnovers themselves. Uh, Gerald, you uh, we've been you just used uh, the term that we've been using, and I think it's it's just it's it's point blank havoc. The three the three of those guys together, Van Do Cam and AD, along with LeBron Gerald, who we know has an increased steal percentage and steal rate this year, they're creating a lot of havoc, and that's that's the word I'm using. Um, def- defensively, I think it bodes well, especially for, for tomorrow, considering the fact that New Orleans is also likes to play a physical brand of basketball, especially in the paint from the nail in between Zion, Brandon Ingram, and Jonas Valanciunas, Gerald. They like to eat in the paint. Um, I think it's going to be, it's going to be steel on steel again. It's going to be strength on strength. Uh, I, I, but again, I think they're going to need a combination of, of a lot from Rui tomorrow. So I'm, I'm hoping Ham understands that you got to play more than 25 minutes because he is the best matchup we have for Zion. Physically, he matches up well against him. He can keep Zion in front of him for the most part, most part, Gerald. Because although Zion has really uh, I wouldn't call it more of a burst. It's more of a, a a gliding speed when he gets by you. Rui still has enough lateral quickness to keep Zion in front of him and make him more of a jump shooter. Or LeBron, uh, but I don't really or LeBron, want LeBron. But yeah, I don't, I don't want, want LeBron, LeBron getting LeBron in foul on. trouble yeah. with Zion. No, I yeah. agree, Gerald, but I'm I'm sure on a possession or two, if he really wants to check Zion, oh, he'll do he it because you know. Yeah, yeah, he feels you know, spry. You know, you're right. He will. There's, he those, there's those one or two possessions. He feels like he's a kid again, and he feels all motivated, or someone's you're talking right. smack to him, and then he goes, well, you know, you can see it. He gets all jacked up, and he starts getting all jittery, and he gets right on the guy, and he plays like like super-duper defense, and, you know, the you know, I know he gets a lot of flack for not playing defense for 99% of the time, it's just but Gerald when Wheat. he can, yeah. he picks the spots, he still could be pretty good pretty damn good absolutely i think the wild card tomorrow is trey murphy the third drill um since he's come back um when he is on fire nba jam on fire yeah man it's really hard to stop the pelicans because between hawkins and uh trey murphy uh shooting with uh potentially zion and ingram on the floor gerald the interchange herb jones and cj mccallum Jose Alvarado, like that, the Pelicans have a lot of versatility as well. Like we're not the only team that uh, sports uh, unique versatility. They do as well. So it's going to be a good test. Yep, and uh, you said GTA is back too. Not GTA Six, but Grand Theft Alvarado. Yeah, he's back too after a long absence as well. So Joe, uh, any last thoughts on what the Lakers can do to get it done tomorrow against New Orleans? Brandon Ingram has been shooting well against us the last few times we played against him, and Zion is healthy, which means he's going to try to bully his way to the basket. Putting AD on there might not be good, but I have a very good feeling that in the Darvin Ham brainless philosophy of coaching, he's probably going to put AD on him, and AD is going to hopefully not lose focus on playing four quarters because it seems like anytime he plays someone that's physically stronger than he is and is effective, he tends to lose interest. Why, why is it, why is it we know this and Darvin Ham doesn't? 
don't even get me started i mean that picture that magic man showed right there you know of him just hands in the pockets while lebron is actually taking understanding the game better than he does you know at that point in time is it's disappointing to say the least and gerald let's let's hope i i I don't think he needs any more motivation, but this is Jackson Hayes' former team. I'm sure he's going to get uh, get a chance to uh, show them up as much as possible. So hopefully we get a concerted effort out of him as well. Boy, and, and Jackson Hayes, I've, I've felt really bad for him the last few games. That guy's gotten some just pathetic calls from the ref on amazing plays. That blocked shot that he made, and they called it a foul. I'm like, what? There was nowhere, no one near that play, but somebody called the foul for that play, but yet no one was calling a foul for a foul they knew was coming at Austin Reeves. And this is my point. So, can you know, this, this is a foul is a foul. Stu Lance says it all the time. It doesn't matter. A foul is a foul in the fourth quarter, in the first quarter, in the second quarter. Just call the damn foul. And if you don't see it, you're not at the right place. Okay, I get it. But you also need to be in the right place when you know something's likely going to come. Meaning, if you see a guy with the ball and he's going to likely drive. I mean, these guys do homework, right? Refs do homework. Don't they prepare for each mm-hmm. team? Yes, sir. If you know someone's habit. You know for a fact it's very unlikely that AD is going to dribble his way out of the corner three area. He's going to pass it out. So you don't need to be all up in there, right? But if it's someone like LeBron or maybe D'Angelo or Austin, you think you want to get close to that to see what happens? I, I just don't – I don't get it. I don't get it. But I feel that if you can contain Zion and Brandon Ingram is – his game is so insignificant to me, even when he's hitting his shots – uh, that I don't, I'm not really, I just, I'm not afraid of Brandon Ingram. And then anyone else getting hot, okay. I'll, you know, if, if, if a few guys start getting going crazy, McCollum all of a sudden starts shooting shots, whatever, I don't think it's going to be a detriment to the team as long as the Lakers are, let's say, playing like they played against Phoenix. The great thing about that first quarter was those were not, a lot of those turnovers were not mishaps on Phoenix's side. That was the Lakers just closing the passing lanes and just being a half a se- half a second faster to the ball. They were playing phenomenal defense, just being in the right spots and anticipating the ball going to certain places very, very well. They're not going to be as scary as Devin Booker and, and Durant. Durant was, you know, let's not forget Durant was, that was a vintage Durant performance that you had to deal with there. And I don't see anybody else here that could do something like that. So the Lakers, if they play like they played against Phoenix, would I could see a, a 10-point win. And my thing is, they're probably going to meet – I still feel like they're going to meet Milwaukee in the final. And that one's going to be a very, very, very hard game to win because Milwaukee is starting to ramp up a little bit especially my, you know, from what I've seen. Guys, before we head on out, one last note. Uh, Zach Levine, who's been the subject of many trade rumors, including the Lakers, reporting some continued foot issues, and he's been 
uh, I guess, uh, addressed to the team, the team addressed to the media that he's going to be out for three to four weeks. Magic Man, any final comments on this before we head on out? Uh, Gerald, um, as much Can we as... take him off the trade rumor list now at this point, please? Yes, it should It should be. like He wasn't even on my list, uh, but yeah, get the white out and erase that name because... At this point in time, three to four weeks, he, <sighs> Chicago, Gerald, they took a chance. And Here they've won are. three in a row without him. Quinky Dink? Mm-hmm. No, I think they play better without him. Um, Good on, good on Alex Caruso and Io. Uh, those guys stepped up. Uh, it's unlike, Gerald, if Levine is out three to four weeks, you're really going to have to sweeten the pot now for Jared, Chicago to let go of, of one of these guys. Uh, sorry to interrupt. My apologies, Matchman. Do we really want to go through the Drummond experiments uh, or experience once again, Darren? I understand rebounding is an issue with us from time to time, but Joe, do we really want to go through the Drummond experience again? The Drummond experience, unfortunately, will probably not help us later on, maybe in the regular season. Just having that depth, someone who can actually rebound and play a little defense. But uh, and and I'd say Valanciunas. There, there is well, I, we're not going to get him. That's the problem. He's he's not. I don't. We'd have to. I don't know how the hell we would be able to get him. Uh, we don't have anything of that we want to give up for the for not matching depth. salaries because he's only in the team. Why would they do that? But why would they do that? Why would if their season that? goes awry? Remember, they're one Zion injury away, just like we're mm-hmm. the one LeBron injury. I don't away. think. David Griffin is going to do another deal with the Lakers, in my opinion. I don't think that's going to happen again. Okay. I would like it to. Believe me, I'm in support of it. But I think the Drummond thing, this team is a little different than what the 2020 team was or 2021. Uh, that team was fast-paced, and Drummond doesn't work in that situation. The dumbed-down offense of Darvin Ham, it's usually, what, isolation, half-court? He actually might flourish in, in that kind of environment. Uh, especially when AD sits down. Because, okay, let's say we trade for him, but do you really want him uh, shooting corner threes? No, no, and you wouldn't need him to. You would. Uh, you could actually might. You might be able to use him as him and Christian Wood together. Actually, you might be able to get the best of both worlds there, where you can actually have Christian Wood spread out the offense a little bit and have him down on the block. But the problem, Christian Wood is can't play either. <laughs> he hasn't been able to play well either. Uh, my my hope on the on if I had a, a choice there, guys. I if still I, feel if, like... I, if I had to watch them play for thirty plus games, Gerald, put my head in a vice. <laughs> Squash your head like a grapefruit. Put it in the vice. All right, it'll be it'll be less painful than what I have to watch. Fair enough, indeed. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. If you have any thoughts now that uh, you've heard the injury report for Zach Levine, who's out three to four weeks with foot issues, can we just get him off our trade radar, please? Uh, As far as Andre Drummond or Alex Caruso, they now remain on ours, and I'm assuming Laker Tom's trade radar as well. Go ahead and check out Lakerholics.com or at LakerTom on Twitter. I'm sure he's got more amusing trade offers for you to go ahead and let him know your feelings on right now. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We'll be on tomorrow with the pregame. 
And then 6 p.m. Pacific time, it'll be the Lakers and the Pelicans in the second game, the semifinals from the T-Mobile Arena on TNT. Looking forward to it. You can follow along with us as we watch the game on playback. Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Can we get a larger audience this time around? You guys are so awesome on this channel. Can we get some of you to go ahead and come on over to playback? It's free. It doesn't cost you a cent. And you just go ahead and you watch the games along with us. You get to hear Joe and Sean and Laker Nick and myself and whoever stops by in real time. You get to chat along with us. And you also get to hear Joe and Sean uncut. They don't get to hold back. They don't have to hold back there on playback. Playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. And then, of course, the best post game for the Lakers can only be found here, along with the best chat room that can be found here is, of course, the Lakers fast break. So for Magic Man, Sean Grice, Joe Sorrell, it's me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for listening. Lakers in five, got a great channel himself. Please support, like, and subscribe, as I hope you do with us because you'll get some great notifications on when we go live on the air tomorrow right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.